0: Resolved by the Senate, the House of Representatives concurring that it is the sense of Congress that the recognition of bourbon whiskey as a distinctive product of the United States be brought to the attention of the appropriate agencies of the United States government toward the end that such agencies will take appropriate action to prohibit the importation into the United States of whiskey Designated as Bourbon Whiskey. Agreed to May 4th, 1964. It is Bourbon Heritage Month, my people. A little applause. What the hell? It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, or we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That is America's favorite expert amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And September is National Bourbon Heritage Month. Month. I mean, there's usually the big festivals that go on in Bardstown in Kentucky. But, of course, coronavirus limiting absolutely positively everything. It was back in 2007. They designated uh, this month, the month of September, as National Bourbon Heritage Month. And we're celebrating by celebrating Kentucky. And to do that, we went with the 1792 small batch. Why 1792? Because Kentucky became a state. The 15th state in the union, may I add, bluegrass for everybody, June 1st, 1792. We've done 1792. We've done the full proof. We've done some other ones. If you go back and check out podcasts uh, over uh, there, Apple Podcasts, other places, Eat, Drink, Smoke. I don't know if people hear it on radio. Or uh, on the podcast, Fingers Molloy. So I always say the podcast, but they could sure, be listening absolutely. to the podcast right now. This is a straight bourbon, 93.7 proof. Does not get to Fingers Molloy 100 or right uh, there. While we, I'm not perfect on the mash bill. We think this has got a high rye content. However, all bourbon is 51% corn. That's what makes it a bourbon. It is in first-use charred oak American barrels. It's two years in the barrel, and it can only be diluted with water to bring down the proof. There are no other changes that can be made from it. It is the wood that give it, gives it the flavor, and it is America's drink. That's exactly what it is. Now, I enjoy 1792. 1792, I'm already telling you, is on my bar at home, my bar is growing. By the way, I don't know about you. Well, invite me over sometime. <laughs> I don't even know your name. Um, this is on the nose. It's, it's a. It's a nice. Easy, amber, a touch darker than some other ones. I think it leaves a nice, nice little uh, bit on the glass as you kind of swirl it around. You're going to pick up some of that rye. You're going to get, so therefore, the spice. You're going to pick up some vanilla and caramel in the nose. Have you have you done it yet, Fingers? Have you uh, given no. it a, well, I, a mean,
1: I have had this many times, but let me say every month for some of us <laughs> is bourbon month. <laughs>
0: You're going to give it the Susquehanna sniff? Oh, very nice. Right?
1: And that leads to the Memphis Munch, as we it's, all know. It's, it's called the Kentucky Chew. Oh.
0: But what you do, I mean, seriously, stick your nose right into your glass, right? We were talking last week about a Glencairn glass and how it's designed to kind of help you with that nose. You're, you're using a rocks glass right now pour it neat we always start neat right no rock no water nothing else you want let the bourbon talk to you let it tell you what's going on where are you on the
1: nose honey right now? a little bit of honey and you you would think smelling this that it would be a higher proof than 92 proof there's
0: a touch of medicinal now the guys over at breakingbourbon.com, which is a really good site i don't know those guys i'd love to meet them i think they do great great work they discuss it as ethanol i'm like that's heavier than I can go. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't use that terminology, but that's pretty interesting. Medicinal, though, I do. It's got a touch of that underneath for sure, but there is a nice sweetness. There is a bit of vanilla that comes up in there. Now, as I said, we do it neat. We start neat, and then we decide if we want to bring it to a cube, we just want to add some water, or do we want to add some ice chips and let it kind of open up. So you ready? Absolutely. You go-, go ahead. Fingers Malloy. He's taking his, his sip. This is the 1792 small batch the Sazerac people.
1: How are you, fingers? Oh, it's very good. You know, it's it's got that, the, the vanilla hits you. There's not a lot of uh, sting on the tongue. It doesn't burn going down. Uh, there's a little bit of spice and some caramel.
0: Yeah, um, the spice here works very, very well as, as a compliment. First things first, slightest sting on the tip of the tongue. You feel it to the lower back of the throat it is resting right now, low chest. So when we were talking about that, we're talking about the burn. Where do you where do you feel that warmth? Not burn in a bad way, good way, good burn, very good. You way. know, yes. not go see the doctor. Burn. We're talking about happy burn in the lower chest. Oh, and that is warm. That is warm. But you, it, it's that feeling it on the lower uh, back of the throat that kind of says to you, okay, there's something a little, a little really good going on right here. Uh, that spice though. Hits just so beautifully. It's not overpowering the sweet of that vanilla or that caramel that that that's kind of there. The one thing I don't get from this that I sometimes get from other bourbons is that bit of citrus, which I happen to like. But as I said, seventeen ninety two is on my bar. My wife drinks seventeen ninety two on a regular basis. Now you moved it right to the cube real quick,
1: man. Oh, listen, we do a I, big rock side right now. I I like it on on the big rock. Uh, but one of the reasons why this is in my liquor cabinet we talk about it all the time uh, about value and uh, you know this right here the the msrp is 25 dollars a bottle tony it's nuts <laughs>
0: 25 bucks is so good Compa- i mean we, we we it's not that we, we drink things that are higher priced that are that are bad they're, they're wonderful but this is just so this is an everyday bourbon This is a come-home, everyday bourbon. This is your weekend. You know you're going to have two glasses. Two glasses. Look at me. I'm such a lightweight. (laughs) On Friday and two on Saturday, you can do this. And with the whole table. There's nobody
1: who can't enjoy this. And grab a couple bottles. You're still at 50 bucks? My goodness. Uh, We have reviewed several bottles that have been in the eighty. $90, $100 90 hundred dollar range and even over hundred dollars, yeah. twenty five dollars a bottle. This is a
0: bargain. What I think is interesting here with the seventeen ninety two small batch is that some people will feel that hit in the back of the throat and feel like, oh, that's a little harsh. I think that's a question of whether you're a first time bourbon drinker or not. I feel it goes away to to an extent, and it, you recognize it, but it's not. It doesn't hurt you. You you're. You, it's almost a bit of a shock to the system. Oh. Oh, look at that right there. Look what just happened to me. Yeah. But it's good. But the warmth that comes completely throughout is is kind of sensational. I adore this. Absolutely adore it. It doesn't
1: make you do what uh, Dennis Leary called the old man whiskey face. <laughs> I, it. Never... you take a drink and you, you, uh, you, right? you, your face just clenches up and, and almost like you're in some kind of pain. No, it's a nice little warmth that you feel in the in in, in your, your chest and a little bit on the tongue I, it this is delightful mm-hmm. lower lower throat
0: down to the and then the bottom of the chest it really does uh, skip the top chest it really is interesting how the two things play off uh, bourbon is one of those drinks that just brings people together in a unique way bourbon sets a mood bourbon sets a tone you, you you're not drinking bourbon to pound. You're not drinking bourbon, you know, to spend a night out with the boys or or, or with or with the girls or anything. Bourbon sets you in a good place, and that and that it's recognized as this all American drink and and protected in that way makes it special. And the people who make bourbon, whether they be in Kentucky, remember, doesn't have to be from Kentucky to be bourbon. The people who make bourbon, I think, are doing. Just fantastic artistry. For me, it's always about the art. The flavors and everything else is about what they thought about when they were trying to put this together and that mash bill together. This is National Bourbon Heritage Month. I can't wait because we're going to drink so much bourbon this month. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> the small batch from 1792. It really should be in your liquor cabinet. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. There's never too much pumpkin spice in your life. Oh, Am I right? Crying out loud. I'm just saying that everybody loves pumpkin spice. Awful. Without pumpkin spice, how would you know you're an American? Sure, you've got bourbon. Wait till they have pumpkin spice bourbon, Fingers Malloy. Oh, it's already here. Communism. <laughs> it is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz, that's Fingers Malloy And Krispy Kreme's pumpkin spice donut collection is available right now. Tell us, Fingers Malloy. you are, of course, America's expert amateur drinker. Um,
1: how excited are you for Pumpkin Spice? It is ridiculous. It's out of control. <laughs> it needs to be stopped. Pumpkin Spice is not a lifestyle. People need to calm down. This is actually okay. The Pumpkin Spice donut is fine. Pumpkin Spice whiskey, no good. Pumpkin Spice coffee. Uh, coffee uh, a co- does pump- pumpkin and coffee go well together in your it's mind? It's actually
0: not bad. Now, I will admit that there are very few flavors I want in coffee. One of them that I have found that I adore, s'mores. So Target, of all people, makes a pretty good one. So when I make a pot of
1: coffee,
0: Mm -hmm. let's say we, I, I use a Ninja. I don't know what coffee maker you use. I use the Ninja
1: coffee maker. I just uh, make some sanka on the stove. Oh, is that, that it's fantastic! Well, it's a festival of flavor. That's
0: nice to hear, Grandma. No,
1: I've got one of those uh, the the single cup oh the Keurig, the Keurig
0: maker, kind of yeah. thing. So I I like to make coffee the old fashioned way, you know, like a person. Uh-huh. Uh, and so we put the scoops in, and I use the Ninja. I'm thinking about actually investing in the whole system, attaching it to the water line, and do and spending the money. Aren't you fancy? Yeah, like like wow, uh, it's it's. I enjoy it. So I want to like see if I want to fully enjoy it. In the meantime, I think the Ninja does well. And so you usually use like three and a half scoops of, of regular coffee. Mm-hmm. So that last last half scoop, when they're making a full pot, we use the s'mores. It's a nice bit of sweet. It's really enjoyable. I like it. But normally, I don't like flavors in, in, in my coffee. But pumpkin spice isn't the end of of, of days. You think like you get to pumpkin spice you get around this time of year i've known you now for a while you you get you get
1: hives well it, it's because it's crammed down our throats and shouldn't it be like you, you know how you're not supposed to wear white after labor day <laughs> we shouldn't be discussing pumpkin spice in August like we were a couple of weeks ago where people, you know, corporations were already making the money grab for the pumpkin spice lifestyle people that they had to get the pumpkin spice products out there right now because...
0: It's because uh, nobody knows what time it is anymore. (laughs) Coronavirus (laughs) has ruined all time and space. So the pumpkin spice original glazed donut is returning and the pumpkin spice cake donuts, uh, which, all right, I like pumpkin uh, spice. Then there's the pumpkin spice original filled cheesecake donut. Okay. Which is a pumpkin spice original glazed donut with a cream cheese, uh, cake filling topped with cream cheese with cheesecake icing, and the
1: fourth one, is the pumpkin spice cinnamon roll donut. Okay. See, this is I don't have a problem with this. This is okay. These are pastries, pumpkin flavored pastry. That's fine. I I I must admit though, I'm, I I need to make a confession. Even though I think Krispy Kreme would make a wonderful sponsor here at Eat Drinks. Wouldn't Home. they? Not They'd my be favorite, great. Not my favorite donut. <gasps> Do you, do you like the Krispy Kreme? Well, do you enjoy the Krispy Kreme? To try and save the sponsorship. Yes, I do. <laughs> I said it's not my favorite. Without I
0: Krispy Kreme, I never would have met my first wife. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to have children without Krispy Kreme donuts. Krispy Kreme donuts, hot and ready, just like me after a Krispy Kreme Believe donut. you. I don't know. Maybe we'll get them. Maybe we won't. Um, no, I don't have any issue with they're with a really Krispy Kreme. sweet.
1: I mean, there there's sugary donuts, and then there are sugary donuts, and Krispy Kreme... Holy are you
0: cow. one of these guys who finds cake
1: too sweet to eat? No. But Krispy Kreme, especially like the yeast uh, glazed donuts that they make, right. are just I mean you bite into it and you 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 feel like you're you're gonna sugar high before you even swallow the, the We first should bite. do a
0: whole episode of Donuts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talk coronavirus and, and I feel bad, everybody, uh, that we can't escape these conversations but the ramifications are just at the very very tip of being apparent in terms of what it's done to businesses what it's done to people and the lockdowns and everything else fast food restaurants can't find workers even though the unemployment rate is still in in double digits and and depending on new numbers come out all the time right this is so much of what we knew was going to come from this whether it's people staying at home or figuring out other ways, saying, you know what, it's, it's not worth it to me. They don't feel that the risk is worth the reward in going back to work. They can't get people to show up. And this leads to one of two places. It leads to automation or it leads to closings. That's it. I, don't, I can't picture there's a
1: third option. That happens. And as a consumer, I don't know if I'm exactly all that excited about the idea of automation, especially when you're walking up to a kiosk and you know placing an order uh, how often are they going to be cleaned. You want to think that they're going to be sanitary. And, and people are really stepping up. Businesses are really stepping up to when it comes to you know, making sure that their facilities are clean. But still, uh, the idea that you're going to, oh, I'm going to touch this computer screen after somebody else touched it. So,
0: so if, we were, if we were to break down what we think of as, as, as fast food, right, the McDonald's of the world, the Taco Bells, the Dunkin' Donuts, uh, Papa John's. Well, Papa John's isn't fast food. Papa John's is more delivery. Right. right? You think of it in that way. So leave Papa John's out. Chipotle, mm-hmm. right, those kinds of places. Would you care if those things were only drive-through? Would you care if, 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 if those things – meaning that could you eliminate – could these places eliminate staff – because they only have a drive through possibility. I think it depends
1: on the place. I'll give you an example. I have never ordered drive through Subway because there's so many different things you can put on the sandwich, and I want to see them That's make true, it. That's true, isn't it? Uh, I, I just am not a fan of going through the drive through with, with a sandwich shop. A burger joint? Okay, fine. No problem. I, I, I put everything on it. I'm good to go. But I, I don't know if it's, you know, we got so many chain sandwich joints uh, across America. I don't know if, and, and a lot of them do have drive throughs That's just not for me.
0: And if, if the problem is finding the person who can make the sandwich, well, then they're really doomed, right? That, that, that's impossible. But the places like the Papa John's and the Domino's, they've done really, really well. Really, really well, uh, c- considering what's going on, because people have been doing, of course, delivery. But I'm I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out, can you, like, eliminate some of that that staffing? Like, we're hearing about places, you know, uh, they're opening up uh, high-end pizzerias, Chicago-style pizza, with no seats, right? Take on right. delivery only. Well, maybe you just need a limited amount of staff for that. But if you can't even find the limited amount of staff, or is it that they can't find a limited amount of staff for the $7.25 an hour, and what they're going to have to do is go to the $10 an hour, right? Now, this brings up, you know, do you raise the minimum wage? I don't...
1: You know, right? I think the answer is, isn't the market telling us something? Absolutely. I mean, what's oh, it, happening? It says uh, as of mid-July, only about half of the 6.1 million fast food jobs in the U.S. lost in March and April have returned. Now, some of them may have been replaced by automation as demand some increases. Some of the places may
0: not still be open yet.
1: Right. But as demand increases, if the, the workers aren't there, the wages are going to go up. They'd have it, to. Right.
0: Right? That that by, by definition. Now, can those places survive that? And do we even care? I mean, it's not that I want people to go out of business. Like, does it bother us? One of the things I always thought was going to happen from coronavirus in in the world of food is that people are going to say, wait a second, I can cook at home. We enjoy cooking at home. We'll do that. When we go out, we're going to go out well. We're going to spend, we'll spend the money because we're not going out spending our money in these smaller kinds of things, wasting our money because we're cooking at home and we realized it's cost effective. But we'll go out for the big steak or, 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 or the sushi or things like that. I still think that that's possible, and maybe this is going to, as often businesses do and markets do, they kind of like self-correct. I, I think I'm right. I don't know, but the, there's only two ways to handle this, automation or, or you're out. I mean, how, how, else do you, how else do you fix this? It's a problem for these businesses to want to be able to thrive, for sure. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. If you miss anything from radio, the podcast is there, unless you're listening to the podcast, in which case, hey, what's up? That's Apple Podcasts. We're at iHeart. We're a little bit of everywhere. You can find us. drinking the 1792 small batch out. Well, 1792 because Kentucky, you know, came into the union in 1792, and it is National Bourbon Heritage Month. It's a fine bourbon, and at twenty five bucks on the MSRP, this is all about your looking. And cabinet. you're still
1: drinking it neat. You didn't put it on no, a cube. No, I added water.
0: Oh, you did. I did add. Uh, I took some of the m- melted uh, ice and added that in. And, and what did that do it. for you? Just opens it up uh, uh, very, very well. I'm still getting that spice in the bottom of, of of the chest, getting that warmth. I think it's got a nice couple of bits of flavor. That bit of vanilla, that bit of spice, that's that's very very present uh, for sure. But it's just hitting me beautifully.
1: This is one where I'm going to start uh, doing the ice chips that you do. Just one or two ice chips to give it a little bit of a chill. The the, the block, the cube, uh, is 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 too much. Right. It's 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 taken it's taken the spice away completely. I'm still getting the um, the caramel notes on it, but it's it's watered it down. I, at home, I use a sphere, and I find it it just melts better.
0: For me, it's just the the cube is too—the big rock is too much. I like a couple ice chips. I I like just sometimes a little bit of water. For me, that's what works. What works for you, that's totally
1: up to you. I'm not here to judge. It's news of the week, Fingers Malloy, What do you got? Well, we've been talking for weeks. Obviously, coronavirus has dominated the news cycle. Coronavirus? What's that? Right? And how businesses are adjusting to uh, the new regulations set up by governors and mayors. Uh, across the country, some bars are only uh, able to stay open if they serve food. Others have to shut down if they don't have any food at all. Well, Curfews, it's mad. We go to Odessa, Texas, Tony, and a cigar bar called the uh, Hemingway Odessa was on its last leg until it decided to make some major changes. They opened a full kitchen so once again, customers can sit in and lounge and with any luck keep coming back. They were just doing the take out booze and cigars and and they were struggling so the owner Dustin Harris said he put every last bit of what he could put into the to the cigar lounge into a full kitchen to try to reopen during coronavirus so I take this two ways first good on you for
0: recognizing that you needed to find ways to stay open you had to adapt to a situation isn't that what business owners are supposed to do take a look at their situation and say how do we adapt to this how do we grow from this how do we build from this so i i i i appreciate that i applaud that but the follow up is why should they have to right why did we go about this route as the way that we 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 want to treat people that we, the way that we we think that we have to do it that we have to basically subject them to Changing who they are in order to fit, like 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 a fantasy of what is necessary in order to be open. But that said, this, you know the, the smart business owner is doing just this, right? They're they're finding ways to figure it out. It's like how people figured out curbside works. How many states are going to change their laws about taking uh, a, a a drink with you to go? Right, you can yep. buy the bottle and just take it with you from your favorite place. So they should because those rules don't make any sense whatsoever. They've never made any sense. It's always been a bad idea. Now, we never thought of it as a bad idea. They just said, uh, ah, it's, it's just the way it is. These, these, these are the liquor laws. These arcane rules <laughs> that it's like in Indiana. You wanna hear the dumbest law that there is? Indiana, home of the dumbest laws. I love living here, dumb law. If you are a package liquor store, you can sell cold beer. <laughs> but if you're a supermarket, you cannot sell cold beer. But the package liquor store cannot sell cold soda. They're, they're, because the mixer, you can't have it cold because so people are just going like, to put the drink together right there and start chugging inside the package place. Those are the kinds of, of things that are.
1: I only hope start changing seriously. Well, what troubles me about this story is because of temporary government regulation this guy has had to completely change his business uh, you it, it's it's not a big deal if like a smoothie cafe decides okay we're going to do curbside you know there's maybe not much of a change but if you're a cigar lounge and uh a, a, in a bar and we've, we've talked about it that there's there's a lot of social distancing going on already in a cigar lounge uh so the people aren't on top of each other like a dance club uh but if, if to stay open, you have to say, well, I, I didn't want to do a full kitchen, but whatever I can do to keep my business afloat because uh, the, the, the governor has decided that I have to serve food to stay open, I, I guess I got to invest in a full kitchen. That troubles me a little bit.
0: It, it should because it's, it's the idea that somehow the restaurant is a safer bet. And that's where people get lost. It gets confusing. It gets painful. But good for him for adapting. I have to cheer the adapting more than anything. I'm just sorry that he was forced into it. So if if, if you're in the area, right? If you're in the area, this 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 is down where?
1: In Odessa, Texas. It's called the
0: Hemingway Odessa. Ah. So if if you're in, I th- we're on in in Lubbock. Uh, of course, we're on in Lubbock on KFYO. A lot of great cigar lounges there. But if you want to take the drive down, check them out. You know, it's worth a little day trip. I think it's a, it's a pretty long
1: trip. You know, <laughs> it's Texas. Everything is forever. Right? My God, the state is just huge. Next, the Federal Aviation Administration granted Amazon permission to fly its fleet of Prime nope. Air drones. Nope, Tony. Nope. Nope. No? You don't? Oh my God. You don't want an unmanned aircraft system uh, de- delivering your packages?
0: There is no good that can come from the world of drones. None. <laughs> now, I get that it's the future. It's like self-driving cars. I get that it's the future. I just want no part of this future. There. Uh, so, so how does it... They got the
1: FAA clearance. So what does it mean that they can actually do? Well, according to the fine folks at Amazon, we will continue to develop... And refine our technology to fully integrate delivery drones into the airspace and work closely with the FAA and other regulators around the world to realize our vision of a 30 minute delivery. 30 minutes, Tony, or your pizza's free (laughs) from Amazon do we really are, do we really need a phone charger that quickly? Do we need things in thirty minutes i'm or trying less? to
0: I'm trying to think of the things I need from Amazon in thirty minutes or less, and the only thing I can think of is sexual aid what? and i what that you might need in thirty minutes or less <laughs> The moment is the moment and you don't want to lose it <laughs> so now i've asked the question can you can will you, can this happen at twelve thirty in the morning um but i I, there comes a moment or two broadbands. There comes a moment where we want things too quickly. I think it's okay if you wait a day. Am I am I just (laughs) am I completely out of touch? Uh, Name for me the thing you need from Amazon in in thirty
1: minutes. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, unless it's something you know they've got the. The Amazon grocery cart, or whatever they call it, and say you know you're going to be cooking something in an hour, and who knows if this is going to be part of the the, the thing. Uh, oh, I'm out of turmeric. I, I don't know. I'm out of cinnamon.
0: Whole Foods is going to have a whole online Whole Foods now. You could shop Whole Foods and have it delivered. You don't even have to go anymore because Amazon owns Whole Foods, so they're already. That's true. They're working. On that. But it's still going to take more than 30 minutes if, the, if it was, you had a whole cart of stuff. It would still take more than 30 minutes to get it to you. Maybe if
1: I'm a frustrated. Say if I'm a frustrated uh, football fan. Which you are. And my team stinks. And what's your team? The Detroit Lions. That is correct. And say I throw a shoe at my TV and I break it in the first quarter. Hmm. Maybe it would be nice to or, be able to order a television and have it delivered by the third quarter. The
0: drone it's, is going to drop off a large screen TV in 30 minutes or less.
1: It's one heck of a drone. So Tony. now we
0: have drones carrying 60 Five inch TVs through the air. Nope. What can did, go wrong? did I mention nope? The, honestly, this is my pumpkin spice. Absolutely <laughs> not. It's just, I, 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 I don't know why I'm anticipating more problems than good, but I am anticipating far more problems than good from this. Scar- I, it, it's irrational. I get that I'm wrong. I get that I'm wrong, but it scares the living daylights out of me. Really and truly does. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So we get a lot of questions about gadgets. All sorts of drink gadgets, all sorts of cigar gadgets, the right lighters to use, the right cutters, ashtray questions, questions about what kind of glassware to use, some like kind of novelty kind of drinkware, you know, where you could hold your cigar in the glass itself, it's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy. Are we the gadget guys? We are not. Neither are we click or clack. <laughs> Neither one of us is a tappet <laughs> brother. Uh, I cannot even pronounce it. I'm going to just say Kate on Twitter because I can't pronounce the Twitter name at all. And it was it was addressed to both of us. It was a gadget, yay or nay, cigars up beer cigar holder, and it was a link to Amazon. And what it is is that it's this plastic clip that goes around a beer bottle and it goes around the beer bottle and then it's got a little like cradle on top of it where you could rest your cigar so you have the beer bottle there and you rest the cigar and the question is what do you think and the first thing i said is how often am i having a beer with a cigar right right so right there it was it was a no-go for me now the picture is of a guinness so i was like all right maybe and then the the cigar itself is a la flor dominicana i was like all right at least a good a worthwhile cigar i love la uh so we're all clear my goodness gracious are any of these gadgets good or worthwhile and the answer is the hell if I know I just don't have an interest in the thing where I need the glass to hold the cigar or the drink to hold the cigar in any way.
1: Well, that's the thing, right? You see gadgets like this or the rocks glass that has the little hole where you can put the cigar in. I'm thinking to myself, well, first of all, with, with this particular contraption, the, the cigars up beer cigar holder, the cigar is so close to the beer bottle. I w- I'm wondering at the condensation We'll get the oh! Wrapper, I didn't even consider that. Right, the wrapper wet. I I don't know. I, I I'm a simple man, Tony. I've got a left hand and a right hand, and my right hand holds a cigar. The left hand holds the booze, and and it's okay to keep them separated. The one contraption
0: that I've always thought was really great, and for a while I owned one. And I will admit, if I could find the right one, I would I would get one again. It looks like. Go back to the fifties or the sixties, and women would wear hats, and they would have this this hat pin, right? This long pin that would fit in the hat. Well, picture that going through when you smoke a cigar down to the end, right? And you want to keep smoking it. Basically, a roach clip for cigars. Cigar roach clip. Sorry, sorry, there, you know, FCC. <laughs> uh, and so it, it, you could slide it through almost like spirit. And then you can keep smoking the cigar without burning your fingers. Mm-hmm. Actually, incredibly, incredibly smart. Very simple. You can find, like, like luxury-made uh, ones, um, but, or, you know, like, really, really fine craftsmanship. That, I always thought, made perfect sense. Yeah. But the whole glass that holds the cigar, I did not even consider the condensation thing. It just seems—not that I, I'm not opposed to getting one. It seems more work than it's worth.
1: Yeah, I I agree. The one gadget I'm interested in trying, and I've done some research. uh, I have an old Zippo my dad gave me. Uh, And, you know, you you don't really want to use a Zippo for cigars, uh, but they do have now a, a butane torch insert that you can put in Zippos. So I, I'm going to check that out, and maybe we could do a review on those.
0: We have a whole series of shows coming up reviewing lighters, reviewing cutters. All of that is coming, so, so be on the lookout for those. Now, some people, like when they golf, they have those—it uh, looks like basically a chip clip, like where you, you wrap up the lace potato chips. Or do you not do that, fingers? You just eat the whole bag. I, well, I eat the whole bag. Right. So, but for normal people, they may roll it up, and be like, "Okay, I'm done for now," and then that has a place you can hold the cigar too, so you can like clip it onto the to the golf cart and stuff like that. Again, it's it's not it's not for me. I I'm I'm can see that though it. because
1: you'll see. Listen, I, I I enjoy a cigar, but you'll see guys. Uh, there's footage of like Mike Ditka out on the golf course, and he's he's standing over a 10-foot putt and the cigar is still in his mouth and he's puffing away. like He doesn't put it down at all. And I I just I don't know if I could even attempt to try to swing a golf club or putt with a cigar in my mouth. So that would actually be kind of cool because so many guys I see when they're smoking a cigar they'll just kind of toss it on the ground on the side and then pick it back up. And I can't believe that would be healthy. With all the pesticides yeah, and stuff that they spray on, on golf courses and you're throwing your cigar down there and then picking it back up and putting it in your mouth.
0: Prude. I just, the answer is, I mean, if the gadget works for you, let us know, right? Let us know if the gadget works for you. I'm just, I'm just not that, that gadget guy, Kate. Those kinds of things, I'm, I'm not doing. There's a story of a man out of New Jersey, which is very much like the limerick uh, uh, having to do with Nantucket. His name is Nate Woodruff, and Nate Woodruff wanted to change his life. And whiskey saved him, as he says, from a destructive lifestyle. He's got an Instagram account, whiskey underscore Nate. He doesn't do it with an EY. He does it with just WHISKY, which is the European way, Canadian way. Americans, it's EY. Just there's there's the difference right there. He uh, noted that whiskey started pulling him out of this dark stage of his life where he was drinking and partying, but had no aspirations and no goals. What he wanted to do was try good things. So he got on the road and started hiking through mountains and valleys, these, these rustic locations as the story goes. And he would find whiskey and drink it and he'd photograph whiskey bottles and he says it saved his life. Now, could this all be the greatest marketing gimmick <laughs> ever for this guy to get followers. I'm, it's always possible. I'm, I'm that much of a cynic to believe it. But I think there's something real to the idea when you say to yourself I'm sick and tired of doing the same old, same old. How do I elevate myself to something different? It, there, There is something fun, freeing, enjoyable, satisfying about learning, about gaining uh, an expertise and the reason i bring this up is is that google has ruined everybody (laughs) and it's because knowledge is easy if you want to find out when national bourbon heritage month is you can just look it up and you find it september it's national bourbon heritage month you want to find when kentucky came into the union uh there it is google it when did kentucky join the the union june 1st 1792 15th state of the union great but that has nothing to do with scholarship the idea of understanding what bourbon is where it comes from how it developed you know you take a look and you take a listen to experts and you know you talk about uh, the distilled products of 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 the ancient past if you will and the aqua vitae right is 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 what they called it but that's different than what uh, that people learned to distill and learn to create and why they pursued these things that to me is always the thing that I'm attracted to. It's what attracted me to cigars. It's to be attracted to the art because to say, hey, look, I'm smoking a cigar is one thing. To understand how the, the master blender figured out where to get the primings from, you know, in the Lajero or in the Seiko and, and put that together, where they figured out this is the kind of mash that we're going to have for the bourbon and we're going to leave it in these barrels for six years and wait six years to find out if you were right or wrong. Like that pursuit is the everything, and for us, it's about being able to drink what they created and find what it is our palates like. So I love the story because the story is about the pursuit. It's about finding this this way to something more than yeah. I'm just gonna slam
1: a couple back. Well, and I always admire someone who will march to the beat of their own drum. Right. And here you got a guy who was said he was he was depressed, and you know going through his everyday life and knowing that he needed to do something different. And he decided to do something unconventional, which I have always admire people who do something like this. And yes, Tony, when I read the story, I thought, oh, somebody wants uh, a show called The Whiskey Traveler on the Discover channel, uh, Discovery Channel.
0: We are actually pitching that next Tuesday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, no, I think that this is wonderful and uh, it's, it's definitely worth a follow on Instagram.
0: Yeah, I, and it, it is. I mean, if you're on Instagram, and also uh, you can follow me, Tony Katz. You can follow Fingers Malloy. Uh, you can follow uh, Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast on Instagram as well. I think I think we hit everything, right? Mm-hmm. You can also fit some pe- uh, follow some people called the Kardashians. <laughs> I believe they do a lot of work. They're on, on, the, on social uh, media? It's, I, I'm told. I don't know if this is, is factual. No, that's why I love the story. It's absolutely love why I love the story. But by the way, Whiskey Travelers or Whiskey Travels, we could do
1: that show. Absolutely. We've got time. Well, listen, we, we only have uh, 60 hours a week invested in this show. Right. In our other radio endeavors. So, you know, another 10 hours whiskey traveling. We Challenge accepted. Check out
0: the 1792 small batch for yourself. You're going to love that bourbon. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. It doesn't matter which cigar you smoke. The question is, are you enjoying the cigar you smoke? There's no sense, no value in smoking a cigar you're not enjoying. And if you say to yourself, well, I spent money on this cigar, it still doesn't make any sense. That's why we're smoking the Davidoff Nicaragua. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. The Nicaragua is a cigar you might actually have to search for, and the name tells the story because this is Nicaraguan throughout. The wrapper is a Nicaragua Rosado, and it has a binder and filler that is Nicaraguan as well. We're doing this in the Toro size. The Toro, it's a Vitola. The Vitola is a shape. That's all it is. Don't let the fancy jargon fool you in any way. The Toro is a pretty standard cigar shape. It's five and a half by 54. What does that mean? It's five and a half inches long. tee Always makes him laugh, that Fingers Malloy, And the ring gauge is 54. How thick it is around. tee to give you an example, 64 is a full inch around. So 54 is the very top of where I'm comfortable in terms of how it feels in the mouth. The comfort that you have with the cigar. I'm also a guy who likes Lanceros. Those are the long, thin cigars. People find them too dainty. I find them incredibly, incredibly flavorful. 2013, this was a top five for cigar aficionado. This was an absolute winner of a cigar, and I enjoy Nicaraguan cigars I enjoy the flavors of those more than I enjoy the flavors of things from the Dominican it's not that I don't find Dominicans that are just absolutely positively wonderful but I like the leathers the creams those dirt kind of flavorings we have just lit up
1: fingers Malloy uh, what, what what's your first take? Well I'm amazed uh, right away right off the bat the it's very creamy uh, you're getting a little bit of the coffee notes uh, no real spice. In my mind, I'm not getting anything like that. Are you? Uh, no,
0: no, no. It's compared to some of the things that we smoke, where we talk about spice, if you want to say that it's there, I think it's, it's, it's really easy, uh, real, mild. First, a look at this cigar. Very often you'll find cigars that are, you know, in that real dark category. They may be a Maduro cigar as opposed to a Habano, but you can get some Habanos that are dark. This is a, a lighter kind of milk chocolate, almost touching a bit of pale on, on, on the wrapper. When I feel a wrapper, I like an oily wrapper. I almost like a little bit of grit to the wrapper. This, this has a touch of oil to it. I could go with a little bit more. So does that mean it's going to be a drier cigar or anything like that? Not necessarily. I'm just giving you what the, this, this looks like. It, to me, starts off with a bit of wood. So very often I think that spice and wood get confused uh, in, in terms of flavoring. But it's only going to come as you smoke. So just as I say, don't smoke a cigar you don't like. Guys, it's dumb to do. If it's not working for you, put it down.
1: I, you see, it's funny. We did uh, an episode probably about six or seven months ago, and it was pick your own cigar episode. We just kind of, uh, it was during the whole uh, shutdown. And, right. And I'm not going to name the cigar, uh, but... Uh, it was one of the infused cigars, Tony. Oh, the and, flavor infused. Cigars. Yeah, the flavor infused cigars. And uh, God bless, they're very popular. And I'm if you if that's something that you enjoy, that's fine. But this particular one uh, was very strong, and uh, the wrapper was cracked. And and you looked at me and you said, "Why are you smoking this? Why do you continue to smoke this if you're not enjoying it?" And the wrapper's cracked. You just just put it out. And I and I told you. I spent a little bit of money on this. I hate, I hate the idea of, of, of bailing on it. Let
0: it go. Part of trying different cigars is the experimentation, and it's, it's, it's like dating. Sometimes you date someone, you realize this isn't going to work. Well, you, you can't worry about getting the money back from dinner. Just <laughs> it, it, that's it. That that was the cost of doing business, and it's over. It's over right there. But when you are smoking a cigar, grab yourself a notebook. Doesn't have to be fancy at all. Write down what the weather is like. Write down what you ate that day. Write down what you drank that day. And then take notes on what you feel about the cigar. From this, from the Nicaragua, from Davidoff, you will get a bit of nutty that comes through. You will get that that wood kind of flavoring that comes through. The Nicaraguans, for me, always bring that bit uh, of leather, which to me is a a very kind of rich sweetness uh, that comes to it. And yes, this is creamy. You will also find that this cigar feels like a freaking tank. Yeah. That is built. It is It is stacked. It is full. It came,
1: it came to punch you. I, I lifted this bad boy up and I thought, this is beefy. Right?
0: <laughs> it really, it truly is. Because sometimes you'll lift a cigar and you're like, you're, it, it, it flies through the air. This feels like a cigar. I mean, Davidoff does remarkably good construction. And, it, and that matters so much. How it burns... We we really just lit up uh, as we started. Look at how perfect. Look at how completely perfect that burn is. You're, you're three quarters perfect. You're, you're canoeing a, a touch. Canoeing is when you find that the burn is going on one side, one side only, and it, it's burning more on one side than the other. Don't forget to turn your cigars or smoke. Heat rises. It's it's not—the the construction's not bad. Sometimes you're talking. Sometimes you're busy. Sometimes you forget. Just turn it and play with it. And if you have to put a little heat to it to kind of even things out, remember, that's because you're OCD. (laughs) And it's totally normal. If you're in a cigar lounge, look around. People do it all the time. That perfect burn is a big, big deal to to the enjoyment. Because if it burns too much from one side, you're not going to be able to get the full effect. You're not going to get everything that it was meant to offer.
1: Very easy um, draw. Super easy. And, uh, well, now the question needs to be asked, Tony, how much am I paying for this? $9 million. Oh,
0: wow. Um, the, the Nicaragua is going to be one of those cigars that you don't necessarily find everywhere. So if you spend somewhere between $20 and $30 for this stick, don't be surprised. Now, the question is, is that worth it? I put forth to you absolutely because your job is experimentation. So it's absolutely worth it. But it's not worth it if you're if you're going to be sitting around and drinking a few drinks and, and, and that's more important to you. It's worth it if you're going to take the time with a friend to go over it, right? What is it telling you? What is it saying to you? The flavors of the Nicaragua work for me tremendously. I also have a hundred cigars that I can name for you that come at different price points, some better price points, if you will, if, if, you, if cost is the issue, that will give you the same types of feels. But there's no doubt that what Davidoff does and what the Nicaragua does is just really excel at providing you those flavors, those leather, those woods, those, those nut flavors. And again, construction matters. Earlier today, I had a cigar that, when you were pressing on it, you just felt it was spongy. You just felt, and you realized, man, this was not this was not a well wrapped cigar, and that's that's disappointing. And I didn't finish it because I don't waste my time.
1: Oh, see, I would have finished it depending on how much I spent on it. Uh, But this is definitely not a golf course cigar. We talk about that. This is something you want to sit on the back deck, or maybe after the round is over at the golf course and have a couple of beverages. Uh, but uh, if you wanted to stay in the Davidoff family for a, a golf course cigar, we've talked about the 3x3 before. I mean, it's very inexpensive. Oh, the,
0: but yeah, but the 3x3 is a cigar. Like, if you just need to give them away to a bunch of people, yeah. it's, it's great and an easy way to do it. If
1: you drop it in the sand trap, you're like, eh, oh, right. well.
0: This you'd be bothered if you dropped it in the sand Absolutely. trap. Absolutely. And this is offering you something that you got to take the time with. It's worth taking the time. This is the Davidoff Nicaragua. We're doing the Toro here. Uh, Five and a half by 54. Uh, There's solid flavor here. There's worthy flavor here, and there are multiple notes. You're going to want to, if you want to build your palate, you're going to want to try this cigar. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Not everything in 2020 is awful. There is a man who has come to save us. To be the hero we did not know we needed. Not all heroes wear capes. Some of them have wings. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy, And you had to have seen this in your social media feeds. You had to have to see this everywhere. His name is Ander Christensen. He's from Lincoln, Nebraska. And Ander Christensen, who has saved us from the horrors of coronavirus and, and of the insanities across America, goes to his city council meeting and says, we have a real problem in front of us we have got a real issue in front of us (laughs) the children fingers malloy someone think of the children what about the children the only you know it's like the matrix i cannot explain it to you you have to hear it for yourself this is andrew christensen lincoln nebraska explaining to the city council why they have to get rid of boneless wings
1: Lincoln has the opportunity to be a social leader in this country. We have been casually ignoring a problem that has gotten so out of control that our children are throwing around names and words without even understanding their true meaning and treating things as, as though they're normal. I go into nice family restaurants and I see people throwing this name around and pretending as though everything is just fine. I'm talking about boneless chicken wings. I propose that we as a city remove the... Excuse me, I'm trying to. Yeah. Excuse me. He's kidding. I propose (laughs) that we, as a city, remove the name "boneless wings" from our menus and from our hearts.
0: They couldn't believe he was bringing it up. They're (laughs) laughing. He's like, seriously, people. Do you mind? I'm trying to. I'm trying to save America. Why won't you listen to me? (laughs) He goes through this entire conversation about why we have to get rid of the idea of boneless wings. That Lincoln has the opportunity to be the social leader, and he wants to remove the name Boneless Wings from our menus and from our hearts. He's got three, reason, three reasons for it. Number one, Fingers Malloy. nothing about Boneless Wings actually comes from the wing of a chicken. <laughs> we would be disgusted if a butcher was mislabeling their cuts of meat, yet we go around pretending as though the breast of a chicken is in its wing. That's genius. Yes. That is thinking on a meta level. Spectacular. Number two, boneless wings are just cuts, which are already boneless. I don't go and order boneless tacos. I don't go and <laughs> order boneless club sandwiches. I don't ask for boneless auto repair. <laughs> you know, uh, it's not that I'm necessarily opposed to drug use, <laughs> but I have never done that. That's that's unbelievable that you could write that down. I don't ask for boneless <laughs> auto repair. <laughs> and here's number three. We, have to, we need to raise our children better. They are raised being afraid of having bones <laughs> attached to their meat. <laughs> That's where meat comes from. It grows on bones. We need to teach them that a wing of a chicken is from a chicken and it's delicious. This is the hero we always needed. Now, here's the best part. People agree. Like, this is the new, you know, on, it used to be on Facebook, is the dress blue or is it white? Is it blue and black or is it white and gold? And People can see it different ways. This is that. Whether people believe boneless wings should be called wings. He wants to rename them either Buffalo-style chicken tenders or wet tenders. <laughs> or we can call them
1: saucy nugs. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure is a title already existed on Pornhub. I was gonna say that was my rap name <laughs> in college.
0: <laughs> it's so good. It has gone viral. And this was on like public access television. And people are watching this. And the best is he's done. And one of the council members goes, I- I- I'm sorry, I gotta, I just have to let you know that's my son. <laughs> Which is the best kicker that's possibly out there. But this guy has set off a firestorm because he's right. I mean, people are going to argue it just for the sake of arguing it, because why not? He gave us something fun in 2020, and for that, the guy deserves a freaking medal. The mayor of
1: Lincoln, Nebraska should honor him. Uh, he should be the mayor of Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> are you kidding me? But here's, the th- here's what I have a problem with. It's, it's not how he frames his argument. He's absolutely correct. It's, it's that people take sides. Whether you should even be able to order boneless chicken wings. People get offended. If you go to a wing joint and you can give me the boneless wings. Oh, there are some people that just are absolutely apoplectic about, oh my, how, how, how could you eat boneless wings? There's nothing wrong with having a chicken nugget.
0: Nothing wrong with having a chicken nugget. I can eat a chicken nugget right now. I'm not even hungry. Right? I can totally eat a chicken nugget a right now. A spicy
1: nug? Is that what he, so, saucy. saucy. Saucy Nug. Saucy
0: Nug. Uh, saucy so, Spicy Nug. By the way, great follow-up to this. I was talking about this on my, you know, uh, we host different radio shows, and I host a morning show in Indianapolis on 93.1 FM WIBC, where you also hear Eat, Drink, Smoke. And I was talking to my morning show producer about it, and I said, you have to find out whether or not Saucy Nugs is a website yet. <laughs> and, and, and you got to let me know. Well, this, so, did, this didn't happen. So I can register it. He's like, oh, no, 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 it's available. But it wasn't with an S. It was with a Z. He registered it. <laughs> he bought it. He built a website. So if you go to Saucy Nugs. Oh, that's beautiful. N-U-G-Z, saucynugs.com, son of a gun built a website. His family is in the concessionaire business. So all the big events that go on around town, you know, where they've got the, like the, the food trailers and stuff, his family does that. I think they're actually going to put together a food truck. That's great. Called Saucy Nugs. And the best is, this is Saucy Nugs. Saucy Nugs is a page to end the term boneless wings because boneless wings do not physically exist. And he, They built this in an hour. Built this in an hour. And I'm like, you know what? I need him to build my website. This is not bad. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. This is absolutely not bad at all. There is so much fun lacking in America look at what it is that we are kind of like reaching for and gravitating to the best part lincoln should go with this lincoln should ban the term boneless wings in in lincoln just Just for the celebrity of the thing, just for the cachet of the thing, we're the home of Saucy Nugs. Come to Lincoln, home of the Saucy Nugs. Saucy Nug
1: capital of America, Lincoln, Nebraska.
0: Of the world. Think big. Think big. It used to be Chernobyl.
1: (laughs) But they all, no? Too Too soon? soon? (laughs) Too soon.
0: (laughs) It's so great. These people don't know how to take advantage of opportunity. One of the places that has taken advantage of opportunity recently is Danbury, Connecticut. Danbury, Connecticut, for whatever reason, became the ire of John Oliver on the show last week tonight on HBO. Like, whatever. He's all upset with Danbury. Connecticut. I don't know why he, he he picked this, but he's upset with Danbury, Connecticut. So Danbury's like, okay, you see that sewage treatment plant? That's now the John
1: Oliver sewage treatment plant. You know what's so great? And ab- that's brilliant. You know what's so great about that is too often politicians try to be funny and it falls flat. Oh yeah, they don't know how, right? Right. That's funny. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's a word John Oliver probably was thinking to himself, okay, that's pretty good. I mean, I think he talked about it and, and whatever. But
0: like it's you're allowed you're allowed to defend yourself, you're allowed to speak up for yourself, you're allowed to have fun. If Lincoln doesn't take advantage of this, they're deranged. It don't miss out on a perfect, perfect opportunity and maybe get a couple of tourist bucks. And then build a statue to this guy, the saucy nug king of Lincoln. This is eat, drink, smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy on Facebook. Facebook.com/slash eat drink smoke. A review of the Davidoff Nicaragua. We're doing the Toro people. It is five and a half inches long with a 54 ring gauge. It is Nicaraguan throughout and it's just got that nice wood those leather those creams built like a brick you know what this is great construction and so far as we get into the second third of this cigar every bit as enjoyable as I thought it would be everything I expect from a Davidoff uh, everything I like about Nicaraguan
1: cigars fingers just a flavoring that works all over the place and I'm already halfway through. You're about you're you're just getting into the second third, Tony. Yeah, and I, I'm enjoying the heck out of this. Uh, the the creamy notes, uh, leather for me. Um, unfortunately, I'm t- I, I'm pairing it with a diet soda. Uh, that's Why it's not, not going so well? I should have ordered a coffee. Uh, but man, the a, a very smooth, easy draw. It's the the construction's fantastic and an even burn. definitely something should be in the humidor it's
0: a really well constructed cigar uh there is if if there's a spice to it it is very very muted it doesn't really hit for me but the nuts and 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 the leather it works very well this Davidoff Nicaragua you should try it for yourself when you get the chance it is time fingers Malloy for news of the week
1: well coronavirus Tony what right what is that dominating the news cycle as uh, it has been for months. I hear that's an old, old
0: wooden ship from the Civil War. I think I've done that joke already. Okay. It just works so well. Thank you, Ron Burgundy.
1: Well, the travel industry has struggled trying to navigate the rough waters of the coronavirus age. Uh, United Airlines recently announced that they were no longer going to collect change fees for passengers that wish to change their tickets. Well, now the other airlines are following suit. Delta Airlines and American Airlines announced that they would eliminate change fees effective immediately, and Alaska Airlines did the same.
0: You got to get people to be willing to go from point A to point B, and they need to be able to have the luxury of moving, because who knows what a state is going to do at any second and change the rules. You got to be able to change with it. So, so much of this is, you know, trying to deal with a customer who has to deal with a changing environment that they have no control over. Uh, the question is, are people afraid to fly? You are just a week away from getting on a plane.
1: Yeah, and I'm wondering what I am going to uh, run into. This is a great policy. Are you, are you nervous? No, I'm not nervous. But, uh, you know, I was nervous booking the, the flight at the time because of stuff like this. It's not just what the state is going to do where you're flying as far as the lockdowns, but your state may say, hey, if you're flying back from a particular state that had a spike, uh, you're going to have to self-quarantine for 14 days. You're seeing that a lot around the country. So I was nervous about that now that we're, it seems like the numbers are going down and governors are sort of relaxing their executive orders. Uh, I'm not nervous, but it's going to be interesting to go through TSA with a mask on. Uh, what, what do you encounter? What is the TSA line going to be like? These are all the things I'm thinking about. Do you have to show up uh, two hours early instead of 90 minutes? I, I know I'm flying. Uh, can I mention the airline? I, I guess so. I'm, I'm flying Southwest.
0: They'd be a great sponsor for Eat, Drink,
1: Smoke. Absolutely. Well, uh, up until I believe the end of September, uh, the middle row seats are empty. So you either get a window or an aisle seat, which... Is nice, because, and you prefer the middle because you like strangers. Well, of course, everybody needs a tender touch. Uh, but <laughs> here's here's the deal: I, I, with with Southwest, you have to check in, you know, twenty four hours prior. And if you're, I'm a big guy. I'm six three. I'm I'm uh, a very svelte two seventy. Uh, so you don't want to be in a middle seat. You want to be in an aisle. You want to be by a window. So you've got to check in early, and then the stress of getting, you know, the, the right number to be able to ensure that you have an aisle versus a an a window seat. Yeah. So it, this. Airlines are doing what they can to make customers feel more comfortable flying. If
0: airlines were doing what they could to make people comfortable for flying, the drinks would be free, and they (laughs) haven't gotten there yet. Now, that's a good question. Do they even serve drinks on the plane?
1: I had a friend who flew a couple of months ago, and drink service was suspended. What they were doing, they were handing each passenger a little baggie that had a little bottle of water, uh, a wet nap, a prescription but drugs, you, you, you know they weren't doing that. But they are doing what they could to make well, people comfortable. Looks like I'm flying
0: too. <laughs> but you can take off the mask to, to, to drink, of course. So I don't know how they're feeling about all that. One of the things we haven't heard of is people getting coronavirus from planes. That has not come out. Because when that happens, well, then it's, then it's really bad for the airlines. And they're furloughing people. I think it was American, or is it United? I don't want to get it wrong.
1: Is One it- of the airlines, let's say. How about that? Yes. 18,000 people. Right. That's a lot of people. What you're seeing on airplanes is the mask battle, right? Where you're seeing passengers refuse to wear masks and then they're escorted off the plane. Uh, well,
0: no. What we, first, that's nuts. If the plane has a rule, the plane has a rule. What we're seeing are people getting in fights before they get on the airplane. And I, underst- I have the answer. Fingers, Malloy. To 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 this, and it's it's happening everywhere. People are getting into fights with with the people who work the ticket desk or, or work the, the gate. I should say they're getting in fights with each other, and here's why it's happening. And this is Tony Katz's stick up the butt moment. Oh, I don't know is if we have a, a new sa- segment. <laughs> it might be
1: okay. I got, I got. We need sound clip. We need okay.
0: something. If, okay. if if someone could just, uh, if, can we fix it in post? Here we go. Hey, there you go. That was terrible. <laughs> here is my theory. The reason people are ridiculous and angry and, and, and nasty at airports is because they show up in their pajamas. <laughs> My theory goes somehow, somewhere in American society, we decided it was okay to fly on a three-hour flight in a tank top and flip-flops. You think, or the I shouldn't say you, you're perfect. I wear These, a suit
1: suit on a plane.
0: Hold on a second. That would that would solve the problem. These people show up as if they don't have a care in the world, as if no one else matters but them. And they take that attitude with them. And they play this game of, oh, I'm in my pajamas because I want to be comfortable. You're not comfortable. You're disgusting.
1: What's even it's worse wrong. are the people who treat it like it's their living room. And they decide, "Yo, you know what? Who needs these shoes? I'm on a four-hour flight. And now, if you're wearing, wearing socks, awesome. that's fine. If you're not wearing socks, I think that's that's a, a, a little bit weird. I, even if you have socks on. But if
0: you're already oh. on the plane, that part doesn't necessarily bother me. But if you're in a tank top, you're wrong. If, if you're in your pajamas, you're wrong. I do believe, and I do this, you've seen me do it with your own eyes, when I'm on a plane, I wear a suit. I travel in a suit. Do I take off the jacket when I'm sitting down? Yes, I do. I am absolutely positively in a suit. These people who show up on planes in this devil may care where they take that attitude with them of they demand to be comfortable and everybody else has to cater to their comfort. You're going on a tube that is in the air. Be thankful that it lands and don't have an attitude. Don't share your attitude. Don't have any personal kind of feelings about the plane. Get on, take off, land, be happy. That's all it takes. And I think that you gotta actually dress the part. I think you gotta actually put yourself in the right mindset. That's why I think these fights happen, because everybody has this entitled mentality, and the entitled mentality is ruining us.
1: I think what's happening is social media is bleeding over into the real world where it's one thing to make a snarky comment or a snotty comment uh, on a keyboard on your computer or on your smartphone. It's another thing to take uh, your little snarky attitude uh, into real life and, and to the airport.
0: See, mine is about a weird personality quirk. Yours is about a dystopian nightmare. <laughs> so I'm going to You're you're probably right, but I'm going to stick with, with, with mine. That's been Tony Katz's stick-up-the-butt
1: moment. Quickly, Tony. Yes. 26 years after... Snoop Dogg released gin and juice. Snoop Dogg has announced his venture into the spirits market with his very own Indago gin. Is that right? Gin. Have you ever had the gin and juice? Oh, it's tasty. Uh, well, it makes me laid back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Isn't
0: that the truth? Indago? Is that what it's called? Indago.
1: Ah, oh, that's a good name.
0: Hey, Ryan Reynolds sold his gin for $620 million. Clooney sold his tequila for a billion dollars. Why Brad Pitt just introduced the champagne. So so why not? Why not do it? And they're not the only people getting into it. I have gotten into the liquor business. This actually isn't a joke. It's very real. I'll tell you all about it on the flip side. This is Eat Drink Smoke. You may have prepared for your kids' future, but you never did it with Scotch. And we all missed out on an incredible. Opportunity, Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz and Fingers Malloy, right here. This is the story of a guy who bought a bottle of Macallan 18-year for each and every year of his son's life. So he ended up buying bottles since 1992. Every single year, buying another bottle of Macallan 18-year. Now, this is some nice stuff. Some nice scotch right here. So all in all, he spent $6,600 on scotch. That's a fair amount of of money. His kid's 28. The kid then was able to take the entire collection and sell it for $50,000 and put it as a down payment on a house. And I'm sorry, that's brilliant, and I'm sorry I
1: didn't do it. I'm disappointed in myself. Who needs government bonds, Tony? <laughs> I mean, what, 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 what kind of return on investment do you get on a bond? It's scotch, <laughs> baby.
0: <laughs> wow. It's so great. It's such an absolutely terrific, wonderful story of just like this thing to do for your kid. And he probably thought it was fun. He was like, whatever. It'll just sit there on the shelf. And the next thing you know, that's a fantastic investment. What, now, I, you may have done better in the stock market. Don't get me wrong right. if you had bought Microsoft in 92, you know, and and, and today. But that's just so great. What's that interesting is, is because it
1: doesn't age in the bottle, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you and I have had these conversations before where my dad has given me – my dad has a collection, an old collection of booze, but it's not high-quality stuff. Yeah, it he wasn't an me, investor's collection no, of booze. he gave me – and I, I know the age of it because back in the day from Michigan – in Michigan, they would put a tax ribbon. Yeah, they still do. on the bottle, um, and it has the date on it. He gave me a bottle of Kessler from 1972.
0: I don't even know what it is.
1: There's a reason. Why. <laughs> he, he gave me he gave me a, a bottle of Crown Royal from 1970. Oh, and, I would try that. Oh, it it was it was fine. It was it was great. But imagine doing something like this, and and I'm assuming storing it properly, not just throwing it in your attic, <laughs> you know, right? keeping it in a good place. Sell it for fifty grand. That's just that's just fantastic. Awesome
0: story. Great result. Thrilled by it. Not thrilled again. Coronavirus. MGM Resorts. Fingers Malloy, and no nobody gambles like you. Nobody's an amateur drinker or an amateur gambler. (laughs) Quite like Fingers Malloy. MGM Resorts has laid off 18,000 workers. They're officially terminated, including 3,100 at the Borgata.
1: Yeah. Holy crap. And the Borgata, listen, you grew up on the East Coast, right? Uh, The Borgata is the the signature hotel casino in Atlantic City. As far as I know, everybody talks about the Borgata. That's the nicest place. Right in Atlantic city. And it doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, it just doesn't, you're, you're seeing videos of these vloggers who, who go to, to say Vegas and see how the machines, half of them are turned off. You don't need as many people maintaining the the machines, uh, the, the restaurants are gutted. I mean, there's no buffets or if they are buffets, they've totally reinvented the buffet in Vegas. I was just at a casino on my way home in Michigan, uh, on Monday and to see that casino, uh, again, the, the machines, half of them are turned off. They're, they're not as crowded. People are worried. You know, It, it is a place. Uh, let's face it. You're, you're touching screens. There, there are a lot of places where you could pick up the virus. It's still odd to me to see people walking through a casino with a mask. Smoking a cigarette, to pull the mask down, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> take a drag, put it back on. Uh, but no, this this breaks my heart because I don't know how quickly or if ever these casinos will fully recover. I, I, no one no one knows, and it's it
0: just more fallout. As I said, we're just starting learning where the fallout is going to be. Speaking of fallout, Papa John's, the pizza people, they put out a poll on Twitter once and for all. Is pineapple acceptable on pizza? And the results of the poll, 50-50. Because Papa John's is now partnering with Dole to provide pineapple for for their pizza, and it's 50-50. You're a pineapple guy.
1: Yes. You're there. I love a pineapple pizza with some sort of spicy pepper, whether it's banana banana pepper pepper or jalapeno. Uh, Boy, you want to get into a heated argument, especially on social media. You throw out a picture of your pizza that has pineapple on it. And the hate that comes following that photo posted on social media. I just don't get it because there's a lot of weird toppings on pizza I've never understood. Like? Uh, anchovies.
0: Yeah, not my not my favorite, but I think it's a question of, you know, the the, the sweet, spicy, salty thing mm-hmm. going on uh, right there. Like, but- would you rather have anchovies or pineapple? Are you a pineapple guy? Oh, I would do pineapple over anchovies any day of the weekend. Anchovies only work in a Caesar salad. I do like a classic. On the Caesar, and I'll do anchovies in that, and certainly anchovies in the Caesar dressing, without, without question. Um, but no,
1: pineapple's fine. It, it's, not my, it's not my favorite. I'm not rushing to it. I'm not a big ground beef guy on a pizza either. And I, obviously, I like ground beef. But on pizza, I would rather have sausage or pepperoni. I
0: don't think I've ever had ground beef on a pizza.
1: Oh, it's I a thing. Yeah.
0: I, I like veg. I like, I like if, if I, I, I'm, As I said before, I'm a purist. Just give me cheese. But if I do have to do a topping... Right? Uh onions, peppers, mushrooms. That's
1: that's what I like. It's Chicago style pizza pizza or is yes, it a casserole. Of course. of
0: course it's pizza. It's not it's not it's not a casserole.
1: It's pizza and it's fine. And it's good. Now,
0: Snoop Dogg has his now what kind of liquor is this that Snoop Dog is it's doing? It's a gin. It's a gin. Gin and juice, gin baby. And juice. Right? So Snoop Dogg launched his line. You said the rock now has a line.
1: Tequila. Dwayne Johnson. Yes. Who had coronavirus, turns out him and his whole family. And you know Hopefully, everyone is fully recovered. It sounds like he made the announcement af- well after. Uh, so we hope everyone's so on the So he's got
0: to a line. You know, Clooney sold his for a billion. Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, sold his gin for $620 million. And when I said I have my own line, I'm not joking. This started in March. And as things were shutting down, and, you know, I'm big into the hospitality industry and wanting to be supportive, and people were losing their jobs and losing – all income and it turns out there were some groups that you know they're like almost like unions that provide grants to hospitality workers bartenders servers barbacks uh the kitchen staff to help them out And i'm like that's awesome i want to be a part of doing that i you know what i should i should develop my own line and we could sell it and, and give the proceeds and do it. And so I got together with Corey Johnson, who owns Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, and they're in Nashville and Houston and Pittsburgh. And it's where we record, right, is that blend. And we look forward to getting to your cigar lounge in your town. We're, we will travel soon enough. Uh, and said, I want to do this. You think you can help me do this? He's like, oh, definitely. Definitely. And we got together with the people who do Backbone Bourbon. And we, it just hit the shelves this week. It's called Recovery Rye. Recovery Rye, the website is coming. We can go to recoveryrye.com. It is 90 proof, 45% alcohol by volume. It is a a rye that is, I, I could not be more proud of. 27 months in the barrel, distilled in Indiana. It's got this wonderful buttery finish. It isn't too brutal on the spice at all. It's got this nice blend and mix of things going on. And $5 from every bottle from this first barrel goes to a group called the Indiana Restaurant Lodging Association. Nice. And they give it to grants to servers and bartenders and all that.
1: You haven't tried it yet, Fingers. No, I'm I'm really looking forward to this. And we just got done talking about how 18,000 people lost their jobs, including 3,000 at the Borgata. Of course, this is out of state. But to step up to the plate and to help people out, like this is a great project, Tony. And it's, it involves alcohol.
0: And it involves alcohol. I'm absolutely thrilled by it. Uh, that, that nose has got a nice bit of sweetness There's a very subtle spice uh, I, Midwest rides are very different than like Northeast rye. very, very different give, give it a go, we're doing it neat As we do, and then we'll bring it to the rock side Ooh. Oh, that's smooth Very, very easy We're trying to reinvent the wheel here Originally, it was a conversation Of doing an 18 month But to be a straight ride has to be two years So then we're like, okay Let's do it two years. And because we had to do a little bit of delay, it ended up 27 months in the barrel. And I think it just gave it that little bit of extra sweetness and a little bit of buttery. Mm -hmm. Could not be more happy. RecoveryRye.com. You can actually check it out for yourselves. It's right now only available in Indiana. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll see what we can do with it and grow it out. The Davidoff Nicaragua, be sure to check that out. And 1792 small batch. It is National Bourbon Heritage Month. We're going to be doing bourbon all month long, my people. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke.